This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. It's Taco Tuesday! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Throws wide open receiver Tyreek Hill, and you're not going to catch him. Hill down the east sideline taunts Devontae Harris as he rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Final spins, stays on his feet at the 45. He's got blockers in front of him. 30, 10, 5, touchdown! Everything happening in the sports world. Number five, you better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. Got that wood right here. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Great insight today, Steve. <laughs> Man, you, you disappointed me. You disappointed the, well, the, the I got, listeners. Well, I got flustered. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, Worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson and a guy who is excited for a busy weekend of football, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. We're getting close, aren't we? We are getting close, and it's a big show today. Oh, big show. We have some big shows every now and then, but this is a real big one. We have, the, we have the most popular man in Canton and Galva with us today. That's true. He gets the combination as we have Canton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus in studio with us today to talk about the Eagles getting ready for their state semifinal matchup with Madison on Friday. And Coach Hoppus, we normally have our bullpup football preview Thursday. We dive into them on Thursdays. And I said to Steve, I said, we can't go a week without having a full Canton Galva preview. And so we said, well, we can't really do Thursday. So we have to do Wednesday, and so we're glad to have you with us here in studio today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Well, we had you in studio this summer, and we were talking a little bit about your SPS program and, and the strength that your guys had put on from last year to this year and how this Canton Galva program was on the verge of something. And I think you had a pretty good idea of what could happen this year as your team has started 11-0. and You've played in the fourth quarter of one game, and that was last week in a win over South Central. You had a feeling that this could be a fun year and a special year, and it has certainly been that for you guys at Canton Galva. Yeah, it has, and that strength and conditioning program, we've got the wheels turning finally, um, but that kind of change doesn't happen fast. So we've actually been lifting in the mornings again. We get the football players in there at 6 a.m., three times a week, um, and that's where we lift at just to continue to, to stay strong and injury prevention and all that stuff that goes along with the weightlifting. But these last two weeks, we've been coming in in the morning and doing our conditioning um, and getting that out of the way so we could have more practice time to uh, you know, prepare for these, the big games that we, we're going to be playing in. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a great year. We, we knew in the beginning we'd be pretty good. Uh, but the whole thing is keeping the kids focused, keeping them dialed in to where each and every day they want to get better. And so far, the kids have wanted to do that. So. And now you're back to pretty much pretty healthy you got Tyson Struber back last week obviously he made a big difference reeled off a 74 yard run I think he had a pick even though he's got a broken hand but uh, now you're pretty much at full strength but you talk about that weight program from the people I've talked to they tell me the difference between your team and and the other good teams is your guys in the line how strong they are how physical they are and how that much they can run they, they can run for big guys yeah they can uh, and they are big they're fast they're physical 
they found out last Friday that they aren't the fastest line around because South Central is faster, and that resulted in a couple of those holding penalties. It's hard to block speed, but um, they're they're good. Um, they're, they have to be one of the best eight-man lines in the state. Uh, they get out in front. When they get latched onto you, you're not getting away. We drive our feet. We finish blocks. Uh, we got Jay at center, who's 260 and moves really well. Then our two guards are both around 230. And, and that's who? Your two guards? Uh, Nick Pearson and Keaton Littrell. Okay. And they get out front. And, yeah, it, Landon, Collins, all those guys are great ball carriers, great runners. But they benefit very, you know, big time from having those big boys up in front. Well, the interesting thing with this team, and you've talked about conditioning and, and all of that, but you haven't really needed it. <laughs> For the first part of this season, and you mentioned that a few times with us and saying, guys, we got to stay in condition. We have to stay in shape because you really were only playing a half of games and sometimes about a quarter of the games where you really had to play hard because you were winning games at halftime through the point rule. How difficult has that been mentally for a long duration of a season for 10, 11 games to not play into the second half and have to try and keep these guys focused and say, hey, at some point you're going to have to play a full game. Right, yeah, and i got to give all the credit there to Coach O'Connor, uh, my defensive coordinator. He's he's the conditioning guy. Uh, the kids know that if they don't condition hard, if they don't show up, if they don't have the right attitude, that it's just going to be worse for them. So uh, they, they all come in with the right mindset. They know they have to be conditioned for when we played that four-quarter game, which happened to be last Friday. And Coach O was great with getting them, their bodies ready for that kind of uh, battle. So uh, he does a great job there. And then the kids, they just buy in. And I opened up Sunday's film session this week with just a brief lesson to the younger kids on the team that, you know, during the summer when you're showing up for 6 a.m. weights or during the season when we're conditioning like crazy, it might not seem like it, you know, why are we doing this? They keep asking themselves. And then you get in a game against South Central where it really, really matters to hang another plaque on the wall. And the more conditioned team won that night. So, And I just told them that's why we do it. And they all shook their heads, and they understand. I was going to say, how important was it to have a game like South Central along the way? You know, you had all those blowouts. But you guys were down 16-10. to 10. I'm sure that score made it around the state. People were going – Oh, my gosh. And then the next thing you know, you hang 32. What was it about that fourth quarter besides conditioning that really turned that game in your favor? Well, our physicality. You know, the one way that you can beat speed is with physicality. And um, we just kept hitting them and hitting them and hitting them. And Brandon Huff was a man amongst boys. He was flying around at linebacker. And any time they carried it, no matter who it was for him, they were getting hit hard. And eventually throughout that fourth quarter, they – they kept taking longer and longer and longer to get up off the field, and they just wore down. And that's what you know. That's why we do what we do. Um, that's why we go as hard as we do. And the physicality eventually took over. And offensively, what was it that I mean? You scored, I think, five touchdowns in the fourth quarter after one touchdown through three quarters. What was the difference? Was it just better execution, or I mean, obviously they were worn down. But but uh, boy, once you guys got the taste of the lead. It just seemed like uh, you wanted more. Yeah, and we had some big plays in the first half, too, that got called back on penalties. Uh, Landon had about a 39-yard touchdown run that got called back, and Collins had another 30-yard run that got called back on a hold. So we had big plays throughout. Um, in the first quarter, halfway through the second quarter, I would put the blame on myself. I got away from what we do best. I thought there was a couple things we could take advantage of personnel-wise, 
and those things weren't working and sometimes you just go back to putting the ball in in your studs hands and that's landing for us and he only had six carries in the first half and the second half he, second half he had 16 i believe so good things happen when the ball's in in his hands and that's kind of what we went back to well, when you look at this team to start, you're 11-0, and and obviously about everything has gone right. And you knew that this team had a great chance to be successful this year. What has been the biggest surprise for you with this team? Is it how well the defense has played? Is it how well the offense has executed? What has been the bigger surprise for you so far this season with this team? Yeah, I think coming in offensively, I felt pretty comfortable um, you know, with our weapons and what could be done. But defensively, we were good last year, but, you know, we still gave up points each and every game. And it was mostly by big play. And, again, I got to give Coach O'Connor all the credit in the world. He puts in so much film time. Our game plan for South Central was, uh, you know, was amazing. Uh, we had two defenses that we tried to mask, and we'd rotate in and out of the 3-3 and the 3-2, and we were bringing blitzes and hard and soft calls. And he just put together a wonderful game plan. And so defensively, I – and it starts up front, and Mason Reedy at nose guard is a different player than he was last year. And then our two defensive ends, Nick Pearson and Connor Kane, they're they're two of the best in the state. So when they do their job and take care of business, it makes it easier for the five behind them to come up and make plays. But defensively, we've we've been really really good, and that that's a little surprising for me. You know, Coach Pab talked about they put so much into the Goddard game. Then they had Arc City last week. You knew South Central, having played them last year, a two-point overtime game last year, both teams with almost everybody back, you knew that was really going to be a, a huge game. Now you play Madison this week, but they're a very good football team. But do you worry any about a letdown? Or do these guys just know what happens? If, if they beat Madison, they know where they're going to be. Right. Yeah, and I do worry about it. We've, had, we've talked about that all week long. Um, it's just kind of a natural instinct to, to take that that breath of fresh air. You know, we won that game. We prepared so hard for that game. We knew South Central is one of the top two or three teams in the state. And now it's kind of like, okay, we can finally relax. Well, you can't relax because Madison's a top three team in the state too. And then if we happen to win that, we'll play the second best team in the state after that. So this time of year, you just have got to keep grinding and grinding and grinding. And we, we've stressed it these last three days to the kids that you cannot take you cannot take a playoff. Practices have to be focused. We got to have energy, and we got to get better every single day. What has the attitude, the energy, the mindset around Kenton Galville, whether just the two towns, the school, what has it been like this year to have this team kind of be the backbone of these communities and and be able to give people a sense of pride? What what has that been like this year compared to maybe what it was like? four or five years ago when things were not going well, and instead of a zero in the loss column, it was sometimes a zero in the win column. How have you seen the attitudes and just the way people are change in those communities this year? Yeah, it's so fun. Uh, you know, community-wise, we travel to games. Uh, we bring a great crowd. We bring great home crowds. We have blankets sitting out on the bleachers at 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> uh, stuff like that wasn't happening five years ago. And so when you change a culture, that's what you're changing. You're not just changing your kids, but you're changing the community and everything involved with that. Um, and, yeah, it's just it's fun. I got people that come up to me that I don't even know who they are, but they're just so happy for Canton Galva. And you can tell they're, they've even been a, you know, a Galvanite or a Cantonite for the last 50 years of their life. And they just want good quality football. They want to come watch some great high school football. And we had that for a long time at Canton Galva. We, we never made it to the top or anything like that. But we had consistent six, seven, 
eight win teams for a 10 to 15 year stretch there and people came out and watched and then it kind of fell off you know and we kind of that culture was lost and we started losing a bunch of games and we knew when we took this job my staff and I that that's the first thing that had to change is we had to get the community back involved and a lot of it is just going door to door and you know promoting your program you yeah. know it, it means something to be an eagle football player and and i hope that you know they get that message across well, i know my very first year i was here the eagles made the state championship game i think they played trinity if i recall yeah. in 79 and i can remember the crowd from canton and galva that was at that game and then uh about the next three or four years after that they were tremendous too because they had Kevin Bruce and the Weedles and Bullingers, you know, you had Mike Decker and, and guys like What about that. our guy Shad Marston? Oh, <laughs> I don't even have to mention his name because he was just a star. <laughs> Everybody knew that. But, no, it was so much fun. When, when Canton Galva's been good, it, it's kind of like the Dallas Cowboys being good. It's good for the NFL. When Canton Galva being good, it's good for this county because, you know, they just bring so much excitement to the table. Right, yeah, and uh, when I was in high school or just before I got to high school, I think we had one of the second or third best teams in the state. Uh, that would have been like Jake Warren's senior right. year. Uh, that class was loaded. But they only took one team out of the district back then, and we were always in a district with Central Plains, right. which used to be Claflin. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were on their eight-year stretch or whatever it was, and that's just a game that you can't win. So we never did even get out of our district. But, yeah, there's a lot of football tradition at Kent Galvin. I'm glad we're living up, you know, up to that. Well, luckily you don't have to see Central Plains at any point the rest of the way because they did not make it this year, and they were really, really good last year. We're going to take our first break as we're joined in studio today by Kenton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus. I want to continue to recap this season so far for the Eagles and then preview what is coming up this Friday with Madison and then hopefully what could be coming up down the road next week if they are able to win on Friday and reach a state championship game. We'll take our first break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell, and we're joined in studio today by Canton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus talking about the 11-0 Eagles getting ready for the state semifinals this Friday night on the road at Madison over by Emporia and what is a very fun matchup in eight-man division one. Coach Hoppus, I want to talk a little bit more about your team and, and kind of recapping this season for everybody. For everybody that maybe has followed McPherson a little closer or anybody else, this was a team that you knew had a chance to be very good. You had high expectations after making it to the state semis last year. And remember, with no seniors on the team last year and a monster senior class this year, you play a Little River team that eventually went on to be extremely good, lost last week in the state quarters after winning several games in a row, nine games in a row. You beat them 70-23. to 23. The next eight weeks, you just kill everybody that's in your path. You get into the playoffs, you, you beat Chase County, you beat Lebo, and then last week a 42-16 win over South Central. That one was at home in the state quarterfinals to reach the state semifinal round. What has been the most fun part about this season for you? Well, to be honest with you, that Little River game was, 
you know, that was a game that we prepared for for most of the summer. We knew with Coach Ayers coming in over there that they would be vastly improved. Uh, he's one of the best eight-man coaches out there. So, uh, and then we knew they had a couple studs as well, and the Stevenson kid, and then getting the Garrison kid to play. Um, he's he's an athlete that I wish I had on my team, you know. <laughs> so that game was really fun. And then honestly, after that, um, preparing and watching other teams, it was kind of just trying to stay even kill and stay focused on what we needed to do. And we knew that we'd have games coming up eventually, but our schedule just didn't give us a lot of competition throughout the middle of this part of the schedule there. And um, that's not always fun either. The scoring and everything's, it's all right, but landing coming off the field and midway through the first quarter and things like that, you know, you just wish more for those kids. You wish they could have a bigger part in the game. So uh, we just had to keep our minds right and stay focused. And then going into that South Central game, that those are the games you prepare for and those are the games you want to play in. Um, we felt pretty comfortable in the first two rounds with Lebo and Chase County. And then we knew South Central would give us everything that we wanted. So uh, those that first game and then our last game were, you know, very fun parts of the season. Looking at Madison this week, what do they bring to the table? Are they basically a running team? Do they throw it a little bit? Uh, just kind of give us a capsule about Madison. Uh, they're they're a lot like us. I mean, if we wanted to look in the mirror, you'd see Madison. Uh, they do a lot of power run game, and then off their power run game, they want to set up play action. Uh, they have a stud in the Ingle kid. He plays everywhere from you know running back, tight end, receiver, and they'll even put him at quarterbacks for some power packages. So um, he's their stud, and they they're a lot like us, even formation wise. They run a lot of formations at you, but they want to run downhill. They want to get that run game established, and then they're going to try to pick you off over the top when you're when you're not being disciplined. You've mentioned a couple of times on this show Landon Everett today. Your quarterback plays for you on the defensive side as well, and he's just had a terrific career for your team. And this year, a 1,000-yard passer and a 1,000-yard rusher. He's pretty much like Lamar Jackson out there in the season that he's been having. How much has it helped this team to have a guy like Landon Everett commanding the show and running things for you on the offensive and really defensive side of the ball too. Yeah, and, you know, I put Landon in as a sophomore when he probably wasn't ready to play varsity football, and he played that whole sophomore year. Um, we went four and five, and he threw a bunch of picks. And uh, But that learning experience is what made last year happen because he had gotten all those out of the way. He knew where the football needed to be placed now. Uh, he knew where his run lanes would be. And then game in, game out last year, he just kept building more and more confidence, uh, mainly throwing the ball. You know, running the ball, he's very confident. He's a great runner of the ball. But as a quarterback, we kind of had to build him into a quarterback. He's not a natural quarterback by any oh, means. He was a receiver when, he, yeah, first, when right. he first started the program. Right. So, And he actually throws the ball way better than he, he even thinks. If he just had a little more confidence in himself, he could be a great quarterback. But uh, he, he is a great high school quarterback. Um, but – he just learned, and he kept working and working. He's one of the hardest workers on the team. And then coming into this year, now he knows exactly the system. He knows our checks. He knows our calls. He he knows what we want to have happen, you know. And like the linebacker on defense or whatever, he needs to know not only his job on offense but seven other guys too. And he's done a great job of that, and he gets people lined up. And when we want to go up tempo, he gets them where they need to be. And when, when, when we don't, he gets them slowed down, and he just – He's just a really, really good quarterback. Well, the big story last year with your defense was the amount of interceptions and turnovers that you forced. What was it, 26 interceptions last year? 27, which, what, tied the state record. This year the story is just more 
the goose eggs that you've put up where you have a shutout. You had a, str- a shutout in five consecutive games. You had two in a row before that. They've only Opponents have only scored points on you in four games this season. It feels like that's been more of the storyline. Of course, you've been getting interceptions and, and playing extremely well defensively, but it's been more of the team defensive effort, it feels like, this year than it was last year where everybody was getting an interception every game. Oh, for sure, for sure. And that all starts up front, like I talked about before. Our D-line is uh, one of the best in the state, and they shut stuff down before it can get to the secondary, and that's a lot of the reason why we don't have the interceptions. Um, and we do still have 14 interceptions as a team, so if we were playing full games... Still you know, a pretty good be, year. We'd be right on track, you know, but um, yeah, that our D-line shuts it down before the quarterback can make plays, and uh, in the run game, our linebackers, Huff leads us Huff's in tackle. He's a, yeah. he's a stud. But they aren't getting as many tackles either because usually the D-line cleans them up before they can get to that second level, and uh, that's the difference. And that's what you want your D-line to do. If your back five don't have to work very hard, that's a, that's a great thing. And Tyson Struber can really cover a lot of yeah. ground. He's one yeah. of the best. He's one of the premier athletes, not just in, in eight-man football, but he would be a premier athlete in 11-man football because he can jump, he can run super fast. Very instinctive, but uh, boy, getting him back is such a plus. Yeah, and it was it was huge on the defensive side of the right. ball last week. Uh, I didn't know how much he touched on the offensive side. He, he we only had one day to work with him where he had that cast on. So, and I knew we'd be okay on the offensive side without him. But defensively, yeah, he just he can cover sideline to sideline. He's six two and runs a four five, so he's hard to throw over the top of. And then he's one of our hardest hitters, and he'll come hit you, and yeah. that takes a wear on you. So. And Kinzer Colgen has yep. really stepped up at that other receiver. That's right. Become a home run threat. Yeah, Kinzer, and he's made some heck of catches lately, you know, just showtime catches over the top of kids. And he's hard to tackle when he catches it. His catch after run is really, really good. And uh, we had a long talk when Tyson went down about how he needed to find another level, and he accepted that challenge, and he's, he's found it. Well, let's take one more break. When we come back, we'll get one more preview of Madison and, and wrap things up here with Coach Hoppus. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, joined in studio by Canton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus as his team plays in the state semifinals on the road at Madison on Friday night. You might recognize the name, of course, of Hoppus, the very involved in the McPherson High program as well as nephew Kyler was the starting quarterback a season ago, other nephew Caleb the starting quarterback this year. Have you been able to follow them very closely these last couple of years? Because, I mean, you guys have been deep in the playoffs with them at the same time. Yeah, I try. I try my hardest. I'm glad you didn't recruit them over there to you. Well, I I, I may have tried. No, (laughs) Uh, I didn't. They're they're happy here, and and, uh, they're a heck of football players. Um, And I try to follow them as close as I can. It's tough sometimes, but also with Huddle, it makes it easier. I wish I could sit and watch every minute of them play, you know. But uh, they're doing a heck of a job, and 
want to wish him luck this Friday. There's a couple other McPherson kids that I know if they wanted to work really hard and, and find ways to work through the system, that they could be Eagles this year as well. There are several of them I know that are on that border or have lived in Canton or Galva at some point. And I think if we combined the McPherson-Canton-Galva unit, that would be one tough football team to stop. Yeah. I, I think if we combine those teams, they come up and play 11-man. Or if you just took two or three of the pieces from McPherson and moved them down to eight-man, man, this could be a fun McPherson-Canton-Galva team. I, I, I can see it right now, but I guess we'll have to wait maybe until the future until yeah. we consolidate. Yeah. But I think that would be a fun team. Yeah, it would. Um, we had some kids, and that was back when football wasn't you know a big deal at Canton-Galva. We were losing games, and... You know, you can't fault a kid for wanting to go and try to, to succeed somewhere. So we lost a couple of those kids. But you can't you can't look back on that. Uh, they are where they are, and we are where we are, and you got to go fight with who you got. And I still find it amazing. It wasn't that long ago where Canton Galva had to forfeit a game because they didn't have enough players. Yeah. And had they, had they were down to about six healthy bodies. And I remember a couple games where they played with like eight or nine guys. So it just shows – you know, you get the right cycle of kids, the right guy in there as the head coach, you can turn things around in a hurry in the eight-man game, and or 11-man game for that matter. Yeah, and it, it's about the kids. I mean, we, we had kids buy in, and it's easy to buy in on the field, but where we bought in, is, and I talk about it all the time, is in the weight room, and uh, hopefully that continues. Well, and these guys, they have had their goal, they've had their minds on playing in a state championship game down in Newton the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and now you've got... One opportunity to put yourself in that position. Canton Galvis played in two state championship games before, but has never won the big one. And now these guys are two wins away. Can you tell that there's a little extra focus this week for these guys? Yeah, and there should be for everybody that's still playing, you know, because you're not going to have an easy opponent at any level. Anybody who's still there is a good football team. Um, so you have to focus. But on the other hand, we have to take it one week at a time, one game at a time. And well, they remember the Solomon game. Yeah, from and they last remember year. I'm that, sure that game hurts. From last year. You know, 365 days later, that hurts yeah. still there. Oh, it is. And we, we bring it up quite often, you know, because I still feel that we were the better team there, but they were the better prepared team and they, they brought more energy that night. So um, that loss still is still there and we, we think about it a lot. We talk about it a lot. So we got to focus on this week and getting by Madison because Madison is a very, very good football team. Well, Coach Hoppus, we're looking forward to following along with the scores on Friday night and then hopefully being able to see you guys play down in Newton the Saturday after Thanksgiving. We're wishing you the best of luck, and I know everybody around here is going to be making that trip over to Madison to see the Eagles in action. First time you've been on the road in a while, and yeah. I think that it will be worth the trip to make it over to Madison if you guys can find a way to get this thing done. And then a little shorter trip if you win after that to Newton. Yeah, yeah, and getting on that bus is a little scary too. We haven't been on it in a long time. Uh, about five weeks, I think. But we're going to get on there. We're going to travel with our gear, and we're going to go put it on and play a football game. So. Well, best of luck, and I know Steve and I will be rooting for you. I think everybody will. Uh, thanks. Yeah, it, it should be a great game. I just want to see the Eagles in the championship game again and get over that hump and bring home the championship of the county. Yeah. There we go. Well, tomorrow on the show, Steve, it's a Bullpup football preview Thursday, diving into McPherson's matchup with Andover Central and a really fun game. That is going to be on Friday night at McPherson Stadium. Always fun to have two teams undefeated and in the state semifinals. And two teams coached by Canton Galva High School graduates. That's right. Coach Pav. That's right. A mighty, mighty eagle. That's right. All right, Steve. Thanks again, Coach, for coming in with us today. No problem. We'll wrap up today's show. For Shelby Hoppus and for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 
Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.